Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Not So Native Podcast. Let me introduce your host. My name is Rob Lamb. And I'm Aaron Bailey. Kick back and let us take you on a journey as we explore some of Arizona's most fascinating people, places, and things to do. Are you ready? 67% of bankruptcies in the U.S. are due to medical bills. To help you avoid the pitfalls in coverage, high premiums, and ridiculous deductibles, I search all coverage options to find the best benefits for your budget for free. We protect independent contractors, small business owners, and their families. Heck, we've even beaten group plans to put more money back into your paycheck. Contact T-Insurers for your top three quotes at 602 615-8070 or T-Insurers on Facebook. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Not So Native Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Aaron. And we're actually doing something that many of us had probably done during the pandemic, uh, but but apparently it's over. I I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. But we are doing a Zoom call with our friends from the Strawberry Inn. We stayed up there about two weeks ago, three weeks ago in, uh, in Strawberry and had a wonderful time at, at the end state in room number four up there. And the weather was just cooling off up there and it was still quite warm down here in the valley. So it was a great place for us to escape to and had just a, a lovely time. Uh, we've got Amber, uh, is it Eilers? That's right, you said it right. Thank you very much. We've got Amber Eiler. She's the owner, occupier, proprietor of the <laughs> Strawberry Inn. Uh, tell us, tell us uh, what you do up there, and then uh, we'll ask you our first question. Sure. So uh, my husband, Carson, and I purchased the inn in 2016. Um, I, I had longstanding ties to the area. Family up there. I'd been going up there since I was a little girl, visiting my um, my aunt and uncle who own little um, shops up there, and then my grandma lived up there. So. I was really drawn to the area and my husband actually is in real estate too and saw the inn available as they were trying to sell it as a business. It didn't have any staff or a phone number or a website. So it was mostly just a building for sale uh, that needed a lot of love. And so when he showed it to me, I sort of fell in love and the rest has kind of been history since then over the past, uh, I don't know, five years, five and a half years. Wow. Very cool. So uh, I am not a native. Aaron is a native. So native or not so, Amber? That's a hard one. I mean, I wasn't born in Arizona, so I guess I'm not an official native. But I did go to kindergarten in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's where I started out. I'm actually originally from California, um, just outside of Los Angeles. And my husband is from Nebraska. So not so native, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, I've been I've been in Arizona for... 29 years this year and uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm still not a native apparently so <laughs> if, if it's kindergarten or pre-k we'll, we'll allow it my, my grandfather moved out here when he was six months old so uh uh technically i'm a third generation so so we'll count you as a native in this manner oh that's great yeah my mom and i moved out here when i was little my mom was getting into real estate my uncle had a brokerage in the valley at that time so we moved out here and she became a full-time real estate agent. And that's how it kind of went for me. I know. Well, is it, I know you mentioned a little bit about, um, you know, why when you bought the inn and, and kind of what, what led you up to uh, the strawberry, the family and such, but was there anything else about the city, about the kind of pine strawberry area that uh, 
really just drew you up there that knew, hey, this is a place where I want to uh, develop a business and open up a little inn? No, it was a total accident. <laughs> so um, Carson and I were very big into real estate in the Valley. We were big home flippers. Like we flipped over 300, you know, single family homes in the Valley when we were dating and then got married. And this was over like a eight year span of time uh, before we started having kids and then kids were in the mix. We started doing vacation rentals before that was cool in Scottsdale, like right when VRBO was just coming out. There wasn't even Airbnb yet, I don't think here. And so when he found the inn listing for sale in Strawberry, we thought, gosh, we could we could take this vacation rental model and apply it to this little motel and kind of renovate it and do it all remotely, you know, and have, have somebody up there for emergencies, you know, maintenance and a cleaning crew, but we could kind of do all the operations right from home. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. And everybody said, oh, that won't work. And actually it's worked great. We were unhosted before that was cool. You know, we did everything digitally. So even during COVID, during the pandemic, it was all, we were already ready for that. There was, everything was contactless check-in from day one. So that has been actually really cool for us to be on the forefront of that. And I think in the beginning it was hard because it was new and people weren't used to doing everything online, but now people really favor it and they've kind of come to enjoy it, that, that future that we have. So so yeah, I mean, I loved the area. There was the little llama farm that used to be there. I don't know if you guys have been coming to the area for long. Um, there was just lots of little sweet businesses and um, lots of small town charm, which I was really drawn mm. to. Like I said, my family had been there. So I knew lots of people from growing up, coming up there. And so I feel like we got a warm welcome in the community, you know, probably due in part to my family's, you know, longstanding ties in the area. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So you, you mentioned a little bit about the, the history of the area. I, I've been going up there the very first summer that I experienced in Arizona. I, I said, we got to get to somewhere where I can find a, a place to cool off. So we uh, we ran up there and, and found it just, like you say, it's, it's just so cool and charming. Um, did you know any of the, the so, so your location, tell us about the the first building that you bought, because you've got multiple buildings locations now. Um, tell us a little bit about the history of those locations and and kind of um, uh, what were, or at least do you know the history of those locations? Oh yeah, that's like my favorite part. Um, so the inn itself had been built in the 1970s by a man, the contractor's name was Ballantyne. And it's funny, I'll, I'll come back around to how he's still in the picture actually. Um, but when we went to look at the inn, my aunt knew someone who had owned it for about a decade. Her name is Cheryl Holland, and her and her husband had owned and operated the inn, and they had lived, you know, on property. This was probably about 10 years before we purchased it, so then the 90s. And so we had sat down for coffee with Cheryl, and she actually came on as our first person on the team, and she was our local property manager up there um, all the way up until 2020, so about four years she was kind of the face of the inn once you arrived, if there was a problem. So she was really bought into coming back on, on our team and kind of helping us bring the inn back in a new way because she had had it more as like a bed and breakfast kind of a vibe when she ran it. So I think mm. it was fun for her to see it revitalized and restored. And then she was, you know, kind of came came to be part of our family almost um, over, the, over that time and helped us with renovating. She gave me this old postcard that's like an original picture of the inn from the 70s and 
And it was originally like, there's a little coffee shop in the windmill, cappuccino is what it was. And then there was like a little arts and crafts and it was called the windmill corner. And we saved that sign. Um, and we actually, it's hanging right now in the front of the inn. When you, if you go there, that actual sign where it says welcome on the front um, uh-huh. was the windmill corner sign. Someone had painted over it, but it's the, it's the actual piece of wood. So we kind of restored it and made it our own vibe. And we had an artist do, you know, welcome. And it says something real cute on the back. If you come, you can see. Um, but yeah, so she was really a part of it. And then um, Valentine, Mike Valentine was a contractor. So he ended up, his wife is a huge part of the Pine Strawberry Food Bank. And during the Backbone Fire, you know, evacuation that happened to us over the summer, we actually reconnected with her and were able to do a lot of good for the community with, you know, fundraising and donations through our community. Mm. Uh, and she's actually the wife of the contractor who built the inn originally. And so we have this sweet relationship with her still to this day. Wow. Uh, that's <laughs> I, when, when I hear things like that, I, I, it just, uh, it just makes you stop and, and think about how, how small the world can really be. Uh, if you if you want to um, interconnect with with others, um, so you have uh, you have a couple other locations, right? You have uh, the house there at the kind of at the front of the the inn, right there in Strawberry, and then you have a couple other uh, locations. Yeah. So um, so let's see. So we had the inn. We had that house um, built there. The little it's called the guest house. So that was actually our home on property for the first four years. And then last summer, uh, we moved out of that and started letting guests rent it out because it can sleep like 10 people. It's this great house. We've had lots of Thanksgivings there and cool retreats where we have our friends over. So we decided to start renting that out and we relocated over to the new property that we purchased, which was, um, it used to be the Strawberry RV Park. So we had made friends with the um, operators. I actually met her at the mailbox um, there's like a community mailbox in Strawberry. And so I used to walk my dog out there. He's a little chihuahua and she had a little chihuahua and she would come get her mail. And so we would talk about our chihuahuas over time. And so, you know, at some point it became time for them to sell and we had this relationship. So we kind of did a private sale on the RV park. Um, and then we worked over the, you know, over the last two years to bring in all those cute little tiny cottages. We brought in all these airstreams and we lived in that main house there, which we call the bungalow has this huge wraparound deck and we had like such great memories kind of being right there at the heart of the property during all the renovation processes because we were so hands-on throughout the whole pandemic and um, doing that mm. so now there's a dozen tiny cottages four little airstreams i mean we've got two bedroom cottages one bedroom cottages so there's sort of something for everyone um and the first property up there that we launched was the bunk house so that's four queen-size beds um, and that was just a little, you know, standalone rental property that was up there. So we just renovated that. I mean, we didn't really want to like scrape the lot. We wanted to work with the character of what was there and kind of restore as much as we could. And then we brought in obviously new, the tiny cottages, um, cause all the tra- all the trailers, you know, didn't belong to us. They belonged to the, the to the part-time tenants. So we just kind of, you know, cleaned everything up and now we're just getting to the point where we could kind of start to layer in you know, maybe some murals or some other cute things um, now that we sort of have launched all the properties. Nice. That's great. Yeah, we, we drove by that, the, the RV park there. Uh, it definitely looks really cool. And maybe what I like about uh, 
the, the strawberry pine areas, you know, coming from the big city, right? You kind of forget that we're around nature, but up there, uh, and I think it was actually right across the street, maybe like one morning, uh, we were kind of jumping in the car and there was just, you know, wildlife kind of walking right across the street. Right. And I feel like the whole town's kind of, you know, like what you mentioned, right. You're not, you're not trying to go in there and tear everything up. You're really trying to build around what you have with the, with the scenery and with the wildlife and with nature. Um, definitely a cool feel throughout the whole city. So that's very cool. Um, no, do you guys know the show Northern Exposure? Are you old enough yeah. for that show? So my yeah. aunt always says like pine is like that show, like how the, you uh-huh. know, the moose like walks down the road, like yeah. we have elk instead. So you're right. It's very much like a small town with like a lot of nature and wildlife. I, I was just listening. I was, I went to Skies and Pine. Uh, okay, the, yeah. They're on our podcast. There were some people in the back picking apples, right? And they're, I was, it reminded me of this podcast that I listened to about uh, this uh, place up in Alaska that they had a drunk moose. There was this big <laughs> apple tree that was out in front of this bar, and the moose would come and eat the apples that were on the ground because he would get, and he would get drunk and he would just stand there and stagger and just look at you because the apples were fermenting, you know. And so- <laughs> Marina just told me so our. Um- we have a sweet little couple, Dan and Marina. I don't know if you met Dan at the coffee shop, but he runs Windmill Coffee and his wife, Marina, uh, they were good friends of ours for like a decade in Phoenix. And they actually moved up to Strawberry, bought a cabin and he's running the windmill now. And she's you know running all the, all the properties for us. And she said she picked a ton of apples from the tree off the bunkhouse because of all the rain we've had. We had such a good mm-hmm. season and she made homemade applesauce the other day. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, uh, you mentioned a little bit about uh, obviously the background with, with real estate, you know, home flipping and such. Is this your first, uh, you know, the first foray into the hospitality and that's actually um, having a, a hotel such as that? Uh, a hotel, yes. We did start off in vacation rentals. So it's actually. Right before our first daughter was born, we moved into one of our flips and Carson said, you know, why don't we try this vacation rental thing? And I was like, what's that? I don't know what that is. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and uh, he can, you know, kind of was persistent. And so we decided to put our house on VRBO. This is like eight or nine years ago. And then it went so well and we just kept doing it over and over. So now we have 10 vacation rentals in Scottsdale. So that was sort of our first, you know, attempt at hospitality. I'm sort of a host at heart. So I just loved the idea of like hosting people and connecting with them. Um, so the vacation rentals kind of gave us that opportunity. And then the hotel was like our first official. And, and I honestly think we'll do it again. We have our eye on a couple other projects in other really cool Arizona cities. And so, you know, I think that you, this won't be the last that you see from us. Let me tell you guys about our weekend. We spent the entire day with Outdoor Adventure Centers in Cottonwood. What a great time. We went kayaking on the Verde River, and our guides made the adventure so much fun. Then we went out on the trails in an ATV rental, and we finished the day in Old Town Cottonwood with great food and wine tasting. It was such a perfect day with OAC Tours. We're already planning to go back, and I would highly recommend OACTours.com to everyone. Call 602 602- 686-8530 to book your tour today or go online at oactours.com. Welcome back to the Not So Native Podcast. I'm Rob Lamb. 
I'm Aaron Bailey. Right. And, and is each one, let's say you did go to it without giving anything away, um, but uh, let's say whatever the next small town is going to be, it will it kind of incorporate that local, obviously this is Strawberry Inn, you know, will it be, uh, you know, something, a local name more or less, and it's kind of what you try to integrate or how does that look? Um, so I think that the, you know, my dream and Carson's would be that we would just have like a really fun collection of boutique properties throughout Arizona. Um, gotcha. and that each one has its own authentic feel, but still is known for the things that we, you know, excellence in the cleanliness that we like to deliver and just that personal feel, you know, that comes from staying at a boutique property instead of staying at like a, you know, a branded hotel. Right. Great. Okay. So yeah, that boutique feel, which, which I think is becoming more and more the, uh, uh, more and more kind of the, the trend, if you will, or I know pre-COVID my wife and I are actually traveling a little bit more. Like, and when we go somewhere, we, rather than looking at the Hilton and the high, cause they're all the same, right? Out of the same name and the same beds and all that. We'd like to try out the, the, the boutiques, the local, right? Something a little bit different and uh, something unique that you truly remember. I remember the Strawberry Inn uh, when we went there, right? I remember the sign, actually Rob talked about the picture of the old, uh, the old inn prior to, to the, the remodels in there. You yeah. know, I don't really remember when I stayed at the, the Hyatt down the road or uh, whatever else that may be, right? <laughs> I know. I just think there's something so. so special about it. And like we have our little VW bus outside that's bright red, strawberry red, and you know, Maybe we'll have a bunch of old cars someday. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> but it's just so fun and special and it's different. You know, it's a different experience than just being a number at a branded hotel. You know, we really try to connect with our guests. So the tricky part uh, being remote is that it was hard to connect with people. And so it's actually Carson's idea to get an Instagram. And this is like kind of the time, like 2016, Instagram was just catching on. It was kind of like more of an artsy platform. And he said, you know, you should make an Instagram for the hotel and like, you know, you could post stuff or what, you know, whatever. And so he's always kind of an early adopter. So he had this idea. So he created an Instagram and like right away, the following just was phenomenal. And it kind of spread like wildfire. I think now we have like, I don't know, over 60,000, um, you know, connections on there. And it's just been so fun because we can see what people tag us. So we're able to interact with our guests. You know, we send messages back and forth. We've met so many cool people that way. Um, but it helps us to like be a part of it. Like, you know, when I stop by to drop off something, if I'm in town, you know, working at the hotel, it's so cool because people are like, oh, I feel like I know you. And I feel like I know them too. So that part of it has been very cool. Yeah, that's, that, oh, I'm sorry. That, that, that's how I found out about you was through Instagram. And uh, uh, really, really enjoyed uh, enjoyed watching. I I think that you guys are onto something, both you and Aaron, uh, with the uh, with the whole boutique thing. I was just listening to somebody else talk about uh, experiential uh, ways of going about doing things. You know, like William Shatner just went into space, right? And pretty soon, that's not going to be like some odd thing. You know, it's everybody wants experiences. You know, they want something better because. You know, there, there's there's more to life than just you know, um, always. Uh, uh, just I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> people people want more depth to life, and they want to know the people that are the the running the hospitality places, running the restaurant. They want to know, you know, they want that community. That's what people are craving now. 
Uh, and, and a lot of that, I, I, I thank God for COVID because, you know, it caused people to really think about what's valuable in life and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and where they, where they want to put their emphasis. I know that that's crazy, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that I know that it was bad for a lot of people. Please don't misunderstand me. I, I get that that it was bad for for a lot of people, but in the in the broader in the broader perspective, think about you know the whole social changes that have happened because because of it, and a lot of them I think were good things. And yeah, I in, agree. I mean, our so, kids, we full because we were able to. You know, we went, we were up in Strawberry actually for spring break in 2020, right? Our kids are in, in school in the Valley. And so we were on spring break and it was just like the spring break never ended, right? They extended by a week and then two and then three. And the next thing you know, we're doing packets. And then next, you know, the fall school is on Zoom. So for us, it actually, you know, bonded us as a family. It cleared mm-hmm. our social calendar. There was no dance recitals or sports or right you know, meetings, like we just had birthday parties, you know, we did a birthday down at the river with our, you know, just our family. And I think that it really bonded us and it gave us the ability to focus and really be able to launch the property the way that we did, because there were no distractions. You know, there was just- but That's, that's kind of where I was going. I mean, uh, uh, aside from all the health stuff, uh, that's, no, that's exactly what, that's where I was going. So, so tell us about uh, some of your favorite things to do in the strawberry pine uh, area? Um, so let's see. So I, you know, like I told you, it's very much a small town. So it's really fun for us as a family. We load up the car and I don't always have an agenda when we're up there. I mean, there's work things we have to do, but when we have time in between, it's just fun to go visit all of our friends at all their little shops and kind of hear the town news of what's new. We love to visit Terry and Rick at the Lavender Farm, you know, she used to offer culinary classes there, which were super fun in her little farm kitchen. So I hope that she would do that again someday. I was so special. And, you know, we like to support all the local restaurants. So we like to go to Mama Joe's right across from the inn or pie bars, mm-hmm. super fun. If it's just me and Carson, sometimes we'll get a nightcap at the chalet. Um, you know, they have the old, they have the only elevator in town. It's for drinks. So if you ever go to the chalet, um, and Old County and obviously all that good stuff. I think the hiking is super fun. Like my husband's really gotten into the hiking with the girls and going out in nature because we have two little girls. So we're not like a super, um, like we don't get all dirty like that, (laughs) but we do our best to go out and hike. And I mean, we just kind of have a good time. The girls have taken up horseback riding lessons um, with one of the local teachers there so we're there if we're up there we try to in a horseback riding lesson with mindy and um there's tons of little antique stores so i'll go hunting for you know the next like little piece of art or furniture or something that we can score for one of the cottages so honestly i just like to be part of the small town you know that's beautiful kind of like uh if you're familiar with uh garrison keeler and lake wobegon Mm, I never heard of that. Should oh I? Gosh. Huh? Should I know what that is? I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, what that no, is. No, it's, it's okay if you don't. There used to be a show on NPR on Sunday afternoons called uh, Prairie Home Companion. But uh-huh. uh, Gar- Garrison Keeler is a pretty prolific writer. He's from 
uh, Minnesota, and he he made up this fictional town called Lake Wobegon, where all oh. the women are strong and the men are good looking and the children are above average. Anyway, it's just <laughs> it's just a really, it's a really cute cute stories that he makes up every week about the Lutherans and all these other people that are in the community, and so it's just it's just fun. This is fun, but it, it, as you were talking, it reminded me of of that kind of a thing. So look, we're I mean, it literally close, uh, is like that. Stop into the shut, you know, Uncle Tom's. It used to be a Texaco, now it's a Chevron, but it's Uncle Tom's, and he's since passed away. But we go in and talk to his daughters, and you know, everybody just kind of catches up. And during the backbone fire, everybody was so great and supportive of one another. You know, texting, calling. So I just feel like it's a really sweet town. We always say the sweetest town is Strawberry. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think when, when Rob and I were up there a couple weeks ago, you know, we were speaking, we went to the lavender farm and we had pizza, a lot of pizza because it was delicious. <laughs> yeah, little county there, um, but every time we talked to, oh, by, by far, and Mike, Mike's a, a great guy. We got to chat, chat with him. But what was really cool is, is you guys did all know each other, right? So we would say, like, we would talk with Mike, like, oh, we're down at the farm, or we're standing at the inn, and. And it was always, you guys all knew each other by name. Like he would, he would name the individuals, right? And they would all, so d- definitely there's a, a real community there, which is uh, um, hopefully something that we're excited to see you guys build upon, you know, as uh, Strawberry continues to grow. Um, but speaking of that, I know we're coming up to time here. One question I did have um, was obviously coming from Phoenix, you're, you're a relatively short drive, hour, hour and a half up the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, so where's kind of the majority of your, uh, would you say your guests come from? Uh, is it coming from the Valley of California? And then I, lastly, then I know you mentioned Instagram and the like there. Uh, what's the easiest way for, for those people and our listeners to actually find you and get a hold of you and learn more about you? Um, yeah, so a ton from the Valley. I would say when all the, you know, travel restrictions were in place for the past year or just with, you know, people's feelings about air travel or what, you know, plans changing. I think we've seen tons of people from the Valley and, you know, this was like their first trip they had taken since everything had shut down. So we get a ton of people from the Valley. I mean, I get recognized at the local grocery store here in, uh, in the Valley and people are like, I thought you were up in strawberry today, you know, cause they saw me on Instagram or whatever. So I'm like, I just got back, you know, and I had to get groceries. So here I am. But, um, but Instagram is a great way to get in touch with us. Um, we're at the strawberry Inn is our handle. So you can follow along there and connect in our website where we take all our bookings is the strawberry uh, as far as like our furthest travel, we just had a girl who came in from, um, I think she came from Miami. She flew all the way and like going to the Strawberry Inn was on her list. Um, we also had a guest who oh, came wow. in from Michigan. And so I just think it's so incredible that in five years, this little tiny town, you know, that there could be this impact where people would come from across the country to see what's going on and to be a part of it. And I just love that. That's beautiful. Well, I think the testament to doing some good work up there. So I know we'll, we'll be back in the, uh... We definitely enjoyed it. I uh, want to check out some of the Airstreams next door around. So. Oh, you've got to see the Airstreams. They're so cool. It's the best. Well, absolutely. Well, we once again, we appreciate uh, appreciate your time and uh, the hospitality uh, for Rob and I a couple of weeks ago. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks again. Thank you for the time. Rob, you want to take us out? Yeah. Hey, uh, I just I just want to say thanks again, Amber, your your staff and, and you. Uh, have been great to work with. We we certainly appreciate everything that uh, you've expended energy on for us, and um, we'll we'll have to figure out how to do the uh, 
cross advertisement or, or whatever to uh, to help promote your in, and um, uh, that would be that would be fantastic. So, but thank you very much for giving us the content, taking the time out of your day. I know that you've got a big um, employee celebration that you're getting ready to go to, so I'm going to let you go. But thank you, thank you again. Uh, I'm Rob. I'm Aaron. And that's Amber. And we'll see you. <laughs> and we'll see you on the road. Right. <laughs> sorry, guys. Was I supposed to say my name? I'm sorry. No, I forgot to. I forgot to coach you on it. I'm <laughs> that's okay. You're fine. You're fine. It, it, you know what? Here's the deal: is it's gonna make people laugh, and I like that. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, you guys are great. Thank you so much for even wanting to chat. That's super cool. It's so fun to get to share share about it. And thank you for coming and being our guest. I just, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. We'll let you get to it. We hope to uh, talk to you soon. Okay. Uh, bye, guys. Bye, y'all. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Aaron. Why do you got so many cracks in your windshield? Uh, you know, I just don't want to go take care of such a hassle. What are you talking about? You just call Robert over at Gecko Glass. He'll take care of it for you. It comes to you. Fixes it wherever you are. Wherever I'm at? Yeah, wherever you are. You could be at the zoo, wherever. Huh? It doesn't matter. Well, maybe I should call Robert at Gecko Glass. Will he call my insurance company, too? Yep, he'll take care of all that for you. Just call him at 480-200-2237. You got a pen? That's 480-200-2377. Thank you for joining us here at the Not So Native Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our website, notsonativepodcast.com, and leave a comment or two. Also, follow us on social media to get the latest update on our adventures. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time.